The UPMC sports medicine experts in Central PA are here to help keep you in the game and improve your quality of life, no matter your age or activity level. Visit upmc.com slash centralpa sportsmed to learn more. All right, we have really reached the postseason here. Week one of high school football postseason. Thanks again for joining us. I'm Merrick Eppler from Penn Live, uh, And, of course, my colleague Dan Sostek is always around, hanging around. And, obviously, uh, we're going to talk a little high school football here for the next 20, 30 minutes. Dan, how you doing, buddy? Uh, pretty good. You know, it's the it's that crazy time of year where you look down at your schedule every day and you're you're at a soccer championship game, or you're at a field hockey semifinal. You're driving all around the state. Um, I, you know, it's it's a fun time of the year. I've I always kind of look forward to it. The only the only issue is the gas bill, but other than that, uh, we get some money back on that. So not too exactly. Much. I think we need to we need to get a little hike in that. Uh, yeah, mileage, though. yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, that, that would certainly help, especially when you're going out to you know for states and going to uh, middle of nowhere Pennsylvania. So. Exactly. All right. Welcome to another edition of the PA High School Football Report. Again, we are powered by Penn Live. Um, Dan just got done talking about a little soccer, a little field hockey. But right now, we're going to delve into the world of high school football. It is week one of the postseason. Uh, this is a great week. Um, there's a ton of idols, a ton of buys. So it's not a ton of football. But obviously, in District 3, we get going right away. Uh, the only classification that is off uh, completely is 6A. So the big boys will take a week break before they uh, jump into quarterfinals next week, which we'll talk about them next week. Um, some of the smaller classifications, um, you know, in, in, in high school sports are already claimed, uh, the, but the weather's brisk. It's holding for us. So it should be a pretty good weekend of football here. Uh, Dan, one of the problems that all coaches have these days and obviously throughout the regular season is scheming against the opposition's top threats, right? So you and I kind of got together and we thought, let's let's talk a little bit about who's the guy we're targeting. Who's the one or two guys that we're targeting uh, for these district football games? Uh, some, again, quarterfinals, some first-round games. And then yet, Class A, we already have a championship game on tap for Saturday afternoon at Steel High. So it's a bit shorter of a schedule, like we mentioned. Um, but basically, how do we deal with these guys and the most important guys? We're basically calling them um, the top threats, the difference makers, uh, as we see it. Again, you and I just tossed out an idea, uh, a text message. We didn't, uh, we didn't talk about our picks, so we might overlap a little bit. But all of these guys are going to be vital to their team's success, not just this week, but obviously moving, moving forward. So. Let's start with you, Dan. Uh, let's start with your first difference maker, uh, the matchup, and uh, who should we be watching? Well, I'm sure we're going to be talking about this matchup a ton today. Um, I'm going with Shippensburg Cedarcliff because uh, this is a, and I'm going with a Cedarcliff player first. Uh, this is a matchup that we saw in week one of the regular season this year, and we it, it ended last season. It ended Shippensburg's last season with Cedarcliff defeating Shippensburg at Shippensburg. Then Cedarcliff loses the Shippensburg week one this year. Then Cedarcliff starts building again, and now they're back in the playoffs facing Shippensburg again. So we got a we got a nice little mid-pen rivalry here. But my pick um, for who I think is the difference maker in the game, I think it's pretty obvious. It's Cedarcliff quarterback Bennett Seacrest. 
Bennett Seacrest was not the quarterback in the playoff game last year. He was not the quarterback in week one this year. It was Ethan Durrell both those games. Uh, Bennett Seacrest is a sophomore QB who's really come on for the Colts. Um, I believe week two was his first action. And I've been really impressed with this kid. I think he's poised. I think he's got a pretty good arm uh, for a sophomore. I think he knows what to do. They've got some weapons on the team. But, um, you know, these are kind of two teams that have been a little bit going in opposite directions as the season has progressed. Shippensburg has been a little iffy of late. Um, they lost their season finale to Greencastle Antrim. Uh, Cedar Cliffs looked really good. Their defense has really stepped up. But I'm really interested to see how Bennett Seacrest fares against a um, Chippensburg defense that um, has not been as you know tight as it has been in years past, but still gave um, Cedar Cliffs some hard times um, in week one. So I think that it's going to be fascinating to see how this uh, this young player does in his first playoff action because I think he's built for it. He's been pretty poised this year. Yeah, to me, that's the most intriguing game here in week 11 for us. Um, you mentioned, uh, you know, the progression from Cedar Cliff, basically just getting that one, one, two percent better every week um, and and sort of grind, not not just grinding out, but it has solid wins down the stretch. Um, you wonder how much better they are. I mean, how much, you know, can this be? I mean, Shippensburg sort of exposed them early on. And now, obviously, it's sort of a, a tale of two teams here. Shippensburg struggling late. And that's not really like uh, the Shippensburg we've seen. I mean, we've seen Shippensburg take care of some some top rushing attacks like Northern in the past didn't happen this year. Like Greencastle in the past hasn't didn't happen. Obviously, to lose forty two twenty six to the Blue Devils in Week Ten. So that is a very intriguing five uh, A opener uh, for sure. I am going to stay with a five A franchise. Well, actually, a four A franchise. Um, and I'm going to target Big Spring at Pottsville game. That is Thursday night at Pottsville High School. Now, not many folks, Dan, you and I being around football a lot, we we know about the uh, the old Eastern Conference, uh, which is sort of the off-Broadway version of the PIAA. Um, it was actually established as the Eastern PA Interscholastic Football Conference way back when. And it's broken into four divisions. Basically, the top two classifications are one. There's a 4A, 3A. And then 2A and 1A are coupled too. So there's four divisions. And um, Big Spring is in the 4A final. Uh, it is a process of elimination. There are, this This is a members. Um, I, I love I love this about PA High School football because, you know, you're so, we're so focused on gearing up toward District 3. And obviously a couple of our teams go to D6, D4, uh, and what have you. Um, and prior to that, it was D11 as well. But here we are, Big Spring now playing for a championship of the Eastern Conference at 4A at Pottsville Thursday night. Um, the Bulldogs are an interesting story to me because uh, obviously they struggled late. Haven't played, though, since week nine. They had a forfeit win over Middletown last week. Um, but by process of elimination, here they are in the final. I'm going to go with sophomore running back Grant Hall. I know he's sort of a name there. Um, well, he's one of their he's one of their biggest, um, you know, offensive offensive threats but he's been a tad overshadowed i think by guys like ethan eisenberg connor green and even defensively like connor black uh who seems to come up with 15 16 tackles every week that they're on the pitch but hall's a shade better um it's interesting that hall's a shade better uh than green in terms of yards per carry it's not a big difference but it is a difference uh and and hall's been a very successful option out of the backfield 
19.1 yards per catch for an art uh, for a running back is kind of ridiculous. Um, so Foxville is going to have a quicker lineup here. Uh, they do like to attack. So I think a guy like Hall can sort of slip out of the backfield and get some big plays for Big Spring. Um, you know, Pottsville obviously comes in as a favorite. Big Spring was involved in the e- e- or, uh, Eastern Conference Final uh, in 2019 and, and actually got shut out. Um, but I think this can be a very close game if Big Spring just gets those sort of chunk yardage situations. Hall's the guy that can provide it. So I'll be looking for him to be a difference maker uh, in this one and keep, at the very least, keep Big Spring engaged in this game for four quarters. Yeah, the Big Springs, it feels like every year Big Springs got these two running backs and they, yes. they're always averaging like a billion yards a catch. And uh, you can, they're always fun to watch out of the backfield there. And Grant Hall seems like the next, he's uh, next up along with Connor Green there. But um, that's a good pick. Um, I'm going to zoom out and go down to Elliottsburg, where I will actually be on Friday. I'll, I'm not sure how many updates I'll be able to provide because my phone <laughs> my phone does not agree with the uh, the Wi-Fi down there. But West Perry, is, um, in, they're taking on uh, Schuylkill Valley, uh, one of my favorite words to spell, the Schuylkill, uh, as uh, yes. someone grew up in uh, uh, the suburban Philadelphia. I'm definitely looking forward to continually spelling that in my story on Friday night. Um but I'm going to go with a uh, – we talk about West Perry a lot on this podcast. We kind of talk about the same guys. We talk about Marcus Quaker. We talk about Trent Herrera. We talk about Ian Goodling. We've even talked about Josh Trostel, who is a guest on the pod. But I'm going to give a shout-out to um, a guy that I think has been pretty big uh, the last few weeks. And uh, they lost to Steel High um, on Saturday. But he had a this, – this guy had a big game. Um, and that's fullback, H-back, whatever you want to call him, the bruising back Derek Snook, the big guy uh, for the Mustangs. Uh, he's really provided another look for this team uh, so far this year. You know, West Perry's been a lot of speed um, on offense. Marcus Quaker's really fast. Trenner is physical, but he's a tiny, shifty back. Um, Ian Goodling's a burner out there on the um, as a wideout. Derek Snook's not that. <laughs> he is just going to run you over. Um, he's also a good defensive player as well, but um, he provided a real boost for the team um, against Steel High. Uh, ran the ball well against a good defense with good, um, you know, good linemen. Um, I think he's going to be a big, a big factor in this game where they're probably going to try to wear down a, a solid Schuylkill Valley uh, defensive line. And, you know, we see it in high school all the time. These big running backs can really um, running them early in the game can really pay dividends later in the game. It can really wear down a defense. And um, I think while West Perry has been a big play offense in terms of passing, I think it's going to be their running game that determines how far they go. And Trent Herrera is going to be a big part of that. But I think Derek Snook is also a really crucial factor in that. And I think they're going to need him to to run over some dudes uh, in this in this bracket. Yeah, I'm going to piggyback on the West Perry. My my third pick in this one was Josh Trostel. You mentioned him uh, being obviously one of their best linemen. There's no question about it. Trostel is a huge part uh, of the Mustangs' success, uh, on the particularly on the offensive side. And he was sorely missed last week, um, missed missed against the game against Steel High uh, with an injury. I'm not sure what his status is for this week. Um, you know, he's not a massive guy. He's not a 6'4", 275 road grader, but he brings a lot of power and a lot of senior leadership to that group. Um, and that matters once you get any postseason. Um, guys you need to lean on. Trostel's a guy they, they've really, really leaned on uh, up front. And, um, you know, everybody knows what guys like Quaker and Herrera, you mentioned, and Snook, 
can sort of do uh, with just that extra inch of space. And it just makes all the difference. Um, I'm not sure if Trostle is going to return this week. I have not talked to Coach Bowden yet. Um, I don't think it's going to matter against Schuylkill Valley uh, being a quarterfinal game. But frankly, the, Must- the Mustangs should be fine without him um, if-, if need be this week. But, you know, when you're looking at a semifinal looming against Lan- Lancaster Catholic and then potentially, uh, you know, a chance at a title, a district title against top seeded Wyo missing, uh, Trost is a guy that absolutely has to be on the field for West Perry to, uh, to have a chance against those two teams. So um, he's a guy that, uh, that I targeted as my um, difference maker for West Perry. All right, Dan, before we continue here, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll continue with difference makers entering the District 3 playoffs. The UPMC sports medicine experts in Central PA are here to help keep you in the game and improve your quality of life, no matter your age or activity level. Visit upmc.com slash centralpasportsmed to learn more. All right, Dan West, before we continue with our difference makers, uh, we want to mention about a valuable NIL virtual event coming up on PennLive. If you're a player or parent and want to firsthand understand what name, image, and likeness is uh, and how they might benefit from it, uh, this 6.30 p.m. virtual convention, if you will, is a complete education on NIL. It will stream live on Penn Live's Facebook and YouTube channels. The do's and don'ts will be discussed alongside a couple of special guests. Jordan Rooney, CEO and creative director of Jaster Athletes. Uh, Mr. Rooney works with college athletes and their brands. Uh, Jason Belzer will also join the event, a CEO and co-founder of Student Athlete NIL. Uh, it's an agency that specializes in, in, in assisting brands, universities, and student athletes navigate the new era of NIL. There'll also be some current uh, Penn State athletes that will weigh in on the conversation. So join Penn Live on Facebook or YouTube at 6.30 p.m. November 17th for in-depth news on NIL. It is sponsored by Team Pennsylvania. So we look forward to that. Uh, I know it's a, it's a tough subject to sort of navigate. There's a lot of rules considering uh, for high school athletes. So you want to really check that out on November 17th. Again, 6.30 p.m. Team Pennsylvania sponsored Facebook and YouTube on Penn Live. All right, Dan, we're continuing the difference makers. You're up, my man. All right. My next one is a guy that I'm kind of going with guys that have, you know, kind of been rolling as of late. And uh, my next one's a uh, eight, nine matchup in uh, the four, a bracket with East Pensboro host in Kennerdale. I'm going with um, running back Aaron Angelo uh, from, from the Panthers. This is a kid that just really has exploded. Uh, I mean, the Panthers, you know, they've, They've lost a couple tough ones towards the end of the year here, but Aaron Angelo has been really, really good for them. Um, kind of, kind of been frankly carrying that offense for large stretches. Um, really, they've kind of found him as as a physical, tough running, tough runner out of the backfield. Uh, been around a hundred yards almost every game um, since he's kind of taken over that position. Um, you could have gone with some other guys like Dakota Campbell, who just does everything for that team. But I think if East Penzer is going to win, um, going to beat Kennerdale, they're going to need a really big game from Angelo. You know, just need him to kind of, kind of, basically do what he's been doing, and even a little bit more because I think Kennerdale is a pretty tough matchup for an eight nine over an eight nine game. Um, so yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking for him. Uh, I believe his brother's Josh, who's on the line. Uh, uh, he's also Angelo is also a good linebacker too. Uh, uh, so he, he can make an impact on that end as well. So I think that's a He's a guy to really uh, watch out for in that matchup. 
a lot of big plays coming out of Aaron Angelo all season long. Yeah. A lot of big plays uh, on both sides. So, yeah, I agree with that pick. All right, I'm going to head to Mifflin County and quarterback Landon Eichhorn. Uh, listen, we all know about Deacon Schaefer, the running back. He's going to need another big game, obviously, if the Huskies uh, have a chance to defeat Altoona. This is a District 6, 6A semifinal. Friday night at Mansion Park Stadium. Uh, that winner will take on State College then the following week for the District 6 title. Icorn, in my, in my opinion, Dan, just holds the key uh, here against um, against Altoona. Icorn, he was just 6 of 11 for 33 yards and interception versus the Mountain Lions in, uh, I don't know, about eight weeks ago when they lined up. Um, and MC fell 38 nothing Altoona in that game. So it's clear to me that MC's Gonna have to survive. They're not gonna survive with long, sustained drives in this one. I think Icorn obviously is gonna need some time here, but he's very capable of pitching in those four to five big chunk plays that could at least soften up Altoona's defense. Because right now they're gonna pin their ears back and go right at number twenty-one um, for Mifflin County, and that is Schaefer. So um, I think to kind of keep that Altoona front at least thinking about it a little bit, a little bit off balance. Uh, and a little bit more on their heels than on their toes. Uh, you know, if somehow Icorn could get the ball to Josiah Seckler or even Isaac Wilson, you know, or even hit on a couple, you know, screen pops out to Schaefer to kind of just lengthen out, to stretch out that defense a little bit, uh, Mythicon is going to be in so much better position to at least compete in this one and potentially, you know, pull off the upset. So Icorn is my guy. I think he's a difference maker. He's a tough kid. He'll tuck it and run. Um, not the biggest quarterback out there, but man, he's a tough, he's a tough guy and, um, he'll get you some hard yards, but it's going to be, it's going to be a big uphill climb from Mifflin County, uh, on Friday night. So, um, I corner, if he could just get a couple of those big plays to kind of pin, to get, you know, I'll tune off their game a little bit. Who knows? Yeah, that's a good pick. Uh, you know, Mifflin County has been kind of frisky this year. They're not, they're no, they're no pushover and. Uh, you know, Altoona is a tough team to prepare for always, but uh, that should be a pretty good matchup. Um, I'm going to circle back to the Cedar Cliff Shippensburg game again and go on the Shippensburg side. And we kind of mentioned it a little bit. I'm going with Jackson Funson, linebacker for the Greyhounds, just because I think that, again, when we were at this week one game, we were kind of viewing Shippensburg as this, you know, stout, immovable defense. And it has not been that this year. And it's going to have to be that, especially in the run game. Like, as like we mentioned with Bennett Seacrest, he's an inexperienced, uh, promising quarterback, but they're going to try to get the running game going with running back Michael Jones, too. And I think Jackson Funson at linebacker is going to be a uh, really important piece there to kind of lead that defense and make sure that Jones doesn't get going. Jones had around 80 yards in that, op in that first game. Um, and I just think that if – Shippensburg can't stop the run. I I think Cedar Cliff's going to have a really good, really good shot to win that one because I think that's going to open up chances for Seacrest. And I think Funson's going to be really crucial to leading that unit that, you know, probably is a little, I don't know if embarrassed is the right word, probably a little, you know, disappointed with how they've played towards the end of the season. You know, they probably, it's, it's not been what I believe Tavon Cooper went for over 200 yards against them and um, for Greencastle. So I, am, I imagine that um, Funson's going to be fired up and uh, lead that team because Greyhound linebackers tend to be pretty physical, pretty um, around the football, and I imagine that's going to be the case on um, Friday night. Yeah, you always think of their linebackers as sort of throwbacks too, just sort of seeking, you know, 
big between the tackles guy. Funts is a guy that actually uh, can move pr- pretty well and actually find the football. So that's a great pick. I am going to stick with defense, Dan. Um, and I'm, I'm marking Aiden Ritter here for the middle linebacker for upper dolphin. Uh, he's been a terror against the run all season long and a well-appointed Hamburg team is going to try to shove its rushing attack right down the throats of the Trojans in a D three, two, a semifinal Friday that's happening in Berks County. Um, so it's going to be a tough one for upper dolphin. Ritter has been a constant presence in the, in the backfield. Uh, and opposing backfields, 13 of his 62 stops uh, on the season so far have gone for loss. He's got four sacks. He's got an interception. He does a little bit of everything for them defensively, and he comes up with big plays at big moments. That's been his M.O. all season long. Um, I think the bigger the moment, the just he just perks up and becomes even more dangerous. And that those are the type of guys you really need in the postseason especially when you're just starting out too, you, you get this sort of transition from a regular season over and you upper often obviously finished very, very strong the regular season. I think it's seven straight. Don't quote me on that, but they took down the Liberty division title, which they were expected to contend for with Juniata. Uh, they took care of Juniata there in week eight or nine uh, and won the Liberty division. So that's a big feather in their cap. They're riding high. Um, but Ritter's a guy that could just keep that momentum going, especially on defense, too. Uh, Caleb Sutter was the other middle linebacker for them, too. He's been tremendous. But I think Ritter holds the key just for his – just for being in the right – you know, finding the right place at the right time and making big plays. So they're going to need a few of them against Hamburg to get by because that's a pretty good pretty good squad they're going to face here in the semifinal. Yeah, that's a good pick. You know, I'm, I'm jealous. I haven't got to see Upper Dauphin play this year. You have – They've seemed like a pretty fun team to watch. Um, I'm, I think that they they've got a shot in this game. I know it's it's going to be an uphill climb for them, but I think they've got a shot. So that's a real real solid pick. My last one. I'm going with some low hanging fruit. Um, just uh, and going to, to Northern York Southwestern and picking um, one of the best running backs in the mid pen and Cole Bartram. It just it's pretty simple. They're going to need they're going to give Cole Bartram the ball 30, 35 times in this game and. They're going to need him to go 150, 160 yards, three touchdowns to win this one. He's just, he's just such a fun running back to watch. He's he's just a little ball of <laughs> – he's not the biggest running back. He's He kind of reminds me a little, you know, Maurice Jones-Drew type, just really just a bowling ball out there. Um, I I think that this is a tough matchup. Southwestern's a good football team. You know, no, there's no real rest in these 5A and 6A brackets. Uh right. You're the 11 seed facing a six seed. That six seed could very well have been the three seed if they had won one more game. So uh, I I think that you know it's a game where Northern's going to have to have its best player be at his best. And I think Cole Bartram's been his best, been their best player. And um, you know, like I said, 30, 30, 35 carries is what I'm expecting. And uh, hard not to pick that as the difference maker when you're going to get that many opportunities. Yeah, I don't know what Bartram's leg press is, but it has to be over 500 pounds. Yeah. And I know he's not, the, like you said, he's not the biggest guy, but he generates so much power with it low pads through the through the holes, and he can move, and he can get himself small, and then all of a sudden, he's a physical runner, too. It's that wrestling. It's the, yeah, wrestling. It's the wrestling part of it. It's, it's just it, his center of gravity, how low he gets and how much power he generates, 
you know, under pad level is just is is crazy. And you think even too when he's been hit at the line of scrimmage, it's still a four yard gain. Yeah, it's spin off and tug it, and, and obviously the offensive line has been pretty good too for them. But uh, yeah, he's just a tough, tough running back. I don't. It's tough to stop that guy, uh, you know, at the line of scrimmage. And I, I've enjoyed watching him play. I got to see him twice uh, in the regular season, and uh, yeah, he's he's most definitely a difference maker. All right, Dan, we're coming down the home stretch here. Uh, my last guy is Kobe Moore, running back from Camp Hill. As good and courageous as QB Stetter has been, um, the Lions somehow need to find some balance uh, on offense. And 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 again, it, this is not going to be an easy. It's not just going to flip. Uh, you know, it's not just flipping a switch, and all of a sudden you, you've got that. But realizing that it's going to be a challenge for Camp Hill's offensive line, I get that. Moore has delivered some big, timely plays here and there uh, during the season um, and simply stated the lines, the lines have to have a half a dozen of them or more uh, versus top seeded Anvil Cleona Friday. Uh, that's a two, a semifinal uh, for a chance to make the district final. I mean, it, it just, it just has to happen. I mean, I, you know, like I said, Brand center has been great and, and, and you, you're not going to, you know, Drew would say, listen, if I need to throw it 65 times, I will. But that's not going to win. That's not going to win you many ball games. It just isn't at this point in the season. So I think they need that lift from from a running back. I think Moore's the guy that can deliver it. And um, if they get that balance, then too you. And again, you just it's hard. It's hard when you're chucking it fifty times a game to keep to keep the defense honest. Yeah. You know, I mean, sooner or later they're just going to key on that, and 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 you're going to be in a world of hurt. So uh, getting getting a guy like Moore moving uh is is paramount to me so uh my last guy is Kobe Moore yeah that'll be interesting to watch I think um like you said it it's felt like Drew Branson has had these big games when they've been in kind of shootouts and when Camp Hill's really had success and this is nothing against this is not criticizing Branson at all it's, that's been out of necessity and he's played well in those games right feels like when they've had a lot of success it's when they're running the ball really well with Moore and um, you know, having a when he's having a big game in that end. So I think that's a that makes a ton, a ton of sense. Yeah, I mean, you go to your, you know, to go to the well to go with what you think is going to be successful. I mean, you know, Cedar Cliff and Jonte Morris last year. You know, it's the same thing. Yeah, they're Cole Bartram in Northern this year. It's the yeah. same thing. You know, you you, you got to go to your horses and and Drew's been great. He's 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 thrown for a ton of yards. I think he's probably tw- what twenty one or twenty two hundred yards by now. Yeah, uh, through, ten, through ten weeks. So. You know that's that's great, but again, to, to to get you through the postseason and these tough matchups where the perception is you're playing someone somebody better, you've got to offer a little bit more. They got to find that extra gear. So a little bit um, more is that a pun intended? There? Oh, oh yeah, there you go. Absolutely. Yeah, no, not not intended, but I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Dan, that'll do it for this early November edition of PA High School Football Report. My thanks to colleague Dan Sostek, executive producer Megan Heaton, and more. Be sure to check Penn Live for complete coverage of the postseason from brackets to features to schedules and much, much more. Enjoy your weekend of action. Get out there and watch some football. Go Phillies, and we'll see you all next week.
The UPMC sports medicine experts in Central PA are here to help keep you in the game and improve your quality of life, no matter your age or activity level. Visit upmc.com slash central PA sports med to learn more.